Tune in now to the LBX Daily Show. Brought to you by the LBX Collective. Your community to connect, engage, and inspire. Now, let's get ready to roll. With your hosts, Christine Buer and Brandon Wiley. Well, hey, how's it going? It's Thursday. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, I know. This week is flying by, actually. So, yeah, excited oh, yeah. to uh, have a great show here. I know. Me too. I think it's as we get closer to IAPA show in Florida that it just, it's like, oh my gosh, there's so much to do just to prepare for and get everything, you know, tied into a nice little bow. Right. Yep. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially there's, you know, we've got our backdrops coming, we've got some collaterals and swag and like all that stuff is like, you know, everything's just kind of humming and yeah, so yes, that's right. Um, yeah, yeah, and just a little a thing to all of our listeners: if you want to get some swag, make sure you come to our booth and hit us up before it's all gone. <laughs> yes, exactly, <laughs> and there will be a limited number of stuff yes. at this point. But um, just as a reminder, we are at booth one hundred six A. So it's actually right as you come in from the South Concourse, where most of you come in. Just take a left and stay along the wall, and you cannot miss us. We'll be on the left side, booth one hundred six A. So. Come and say, well, I say, come and say hi, but we're not going to be the booth very much. So yeah, I know, I know. I'm worried about that. Anyway, maybe we'll, we'll have our cell phones on us. People can buzz us and we can, you know, go from there. Yeah. And we'll some stuff out in a little bowl and basket or whatever. Yeah. 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 So, um, okay. Well, and I know you're not feeling this probably quite yet, but it's feeling very fallish here, you know, and upper in the Northern hemisphere, um, the leaves are almost all off the trees here. We're expecting snow anytime now. I can't believe I'm saying that. I need where my Kleenexes. I need to cry. But that being said, I thought this was the coolest little story. Um, this man, Travis Granger, 43-year-old guy from Minnesota, um, he has now grown the world's largest pumpkin. Okay, so he won the 50th World Championship of pumpkin growing. This bad boy weighs in at 2,749 pounds. <laughs> Isn't he massive? Now, just for perspective, that's the pumpkin, eight- not the guy. Yeah, yeah, not the guy. The pumpkin here. I, I believe I'm assuming the guy is the guy in the orange there, yeah, just he's celebrating. Really excited but- too. He is. And he's wearing orange. That's great. Yep. Um, But anyway, this pumpkin, just for perspective, again, it's 1,850 pound people. Like, can you imagine? Yeah. And what's crazy when you look at this thing, I mean, the pumpkin is massive. You can't fit 150 or excuse me, 18 people inside. You could probably fit a couple of people inside that pumpkin, but not 18, which just talk, you know, shows to the density of, of, you know, the inside of that pumpkin that's got to be in there. It's insane. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Good gourd. Hey, good gourd. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> um I, I actually, I really wonder how many pumpkin pies it would, you know, take how many, how many pumpkin pies would you make out of this big old? <laughs> I'd make zero. Pie. I'd make and, zero because I hate pumpkin pies. So, oh, oh my God. What, what is wrong with you? Um, I, know, and- I, know, I don't, I don't like pumpkin. I don't like, uh, I don't like avocado. I think it's like a consistency thing. I don't know what it is. Oh, but. you're just weird. Yes. Oh, yes. And, yeah, well, and think of all the whipping cream to go along with that. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll eat the whipped cream. I put that on my apple pie, uh, just yeah, not on not on top of my uh, pumpkin pie. Um, all right, well, that's awesome. Congratulations to that guy. He's uh, super excited, and that's I've, I saw a documentary once on how those things are grown, and the it's really pretty remarkable. Uh, at, yeah, that's art. Process. Um, it is really truly an art and a science to mm-hmm. grow one of those things. So, um, mm-hmm. was it the largest in the world ever, or the largest yeah. in the world just yeah. this season? No, this is he's the largest in the world ever. Yes. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, awesome. 
Well, okay. So the the next thing I, I wanted to cover here is actually a new place that's just opening up literally today. Well, technically it's it's in it's it's already been open because it's in the UK. It's in Plymouth and it opened up today, October 12th. And it's a new place called Spinners. And this is not the first, the, the, the operators, they've opened up some other FEC venues or whatever, but this is the first one under this brand. They've got two others slated to open as well. And um, these guys, what I, what I wanted to call out, I'll play a little video. It's like a little drone fly-through video of their facility. It's about 45 seconds long. Um, but, but before I call it out, like just the design, the aesthetic, it's really warm. It's pretty, pretty impressive, but I really yeah. liked their, they have a new, uh, they, it's, they call their attraction clay shot. Um, but it's basically a virtual clay shooting attraction. And so it's basically a clay shooting booth, same way that you'd go into a virtual golf or virtual football or, uh, you know, darts or whatever. Um, but it's, uh, but it's clay shooting. And it's the first time I've seen anything like that in a, an FEC LBE environment. And I just thought, man, that's awesome. And I think that it would do whatever system is the underlying system. I don't think they developed it themselves. Whatever the underlying system is, would do really well here in the US, um, especially in the Midwest where bird hunting is really popular. Mm-hmm. And so again, like I'm, I'm sure these clay shooting places exist, like especially in like hunting shack, like, you know, hunting places, but, um, but not in like this type of FEC environment. So I'm just going to go ahead and um, play this real quick here. We can watch it. Right there at the play shooting day. Couple of augmented reality darts, some more depth in. Is that actually depth in? Yeah, that was depth in. You have two different depth in days. Those are super long lanes. Yeah, right. that place. Yeah, that place is really neat. Like, you know, one of the things I liked about it is it looks inviting to go in. Like you're saying, like I would go in with jeans and a t-shirt and just hang out yeah. with my friends. Whereas some of the other places we're looking at that are done, like that T squared by um, the two um, Justin uh, the Tiger and, Woods uh, and Justin Timberlake. Yeah, yeah. It was almost like, oh, I feel like I need to be in my Sunday best in my like cutest little dress to walk in there yeah, and the actually hang out. You know? club. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I think it, the layout's awesome. I like the little cubby holes, the kind of private spaces that you get in that location. It looks really nifty and neat. Yep. Yeah, two story, kind of broken up, and then just the warm, inviting. You know, they the, get the pink tree and then the the warm wood everywhere. And um, yeah, and I just would love to go play the clay shooting. I, I love to go clay shooting back in the you know back in Wisconsin. Um, I always go and do that before I go and actually shoot real birds. But um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's awesome to see that. I would love to see that uh, somewhere out here. All right. Well. Um, speaking of traveling places, <laughs> okay, brace yourself, everyone. <laughs> We're going to get a little gory here. This is my warning before we go here, all right? Um, any ladies out there interested in winning an expense-paid trip to the uh, Cappadocia? Kata- Kata- <laughs> this is Cappadocia in Turkey. Um, because um, we have an opportunity for you. Um, all it's going to take is a lock of your hair, though. So I hope you're prepared to cut out a little snippet. Now, I'm going to share this picture. Everybody, don't throw up. But um, this is quite fascinating. Okay. Apparently, 
there is this pottery shop. It's located in Alvinos, Turkey, um, and it's been around for many, many years. Uh, the owner of the pottery shop was uh, teaching ladies, men, how to make this pottery. Um, at the end of one of these terms, uh, one of the ladies that he was working with enjoyed her experience so much. She wanted to leave this potter something to remind herself uh, him of herself. So she cut off a lock of her hair and gave it to him. Um, and because she'd done that, a few of the other um, people that had attended this course he was offering also offered a, a lock of hair. And so this gentleman had the brilliant idea of like, hey, I'm going to take these locks of hair and put, start creating this collection in my basement. And so what he's done now, you can see the shop here on the outside on the left. This is a shop on the right. You can see all of these hair samples hanging and it's, they've got paper attached to them because women have been going in now, cutting off locks of their hair, putting their name and address where they're from. And he hangs up this hair in this museum, which looks like a, a massive tunnel. Um, now, apparently he has 5 million samples at this point. 5 million, you guys, samples of hair hanging in this museum. This is just nuts. And what he does is every June and December, the first person to walk into his museum or his pottery shop gets invited downstairs to this museum and they pick 10 different winners. <laughs> they look around at the locks, they pick whoever's lock they like the most. And 10 of these winners are then invited back for a week of free boarding, lodging, and pottery lessons in this Shea Gallup. Uh, place in Turkey. I mean, could yeah. you imagine being the, the customer or the, you know, the customer who walks in, not expecting to go and you know walk into some catacombs, but to buy some pottery? And he's like, "Please come down with me into this uh, this this dungeon and lair filled with hair." And like, you know, and like, no, no, I'm not. Like, I get to go down there. No, I don't get to go down there. I'm not going down there. It's okay. Yeah. It's almost like Silence of the Lambs, hey? Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, there's five million locks of hair hanging here, and there's a hundred women buried underneath the ground or yeah, whatever. Right. Like, That's I mean, right. it's so well, bizarre. Yeah, they are a little bit bizarre in Turkey, though, honestly. Like, um, I was traveling there on vacation once, and I almost got traded for a couple horses. So, you know, I mean, I <laughs> I kind of get the culture. It's very interesting. Now, <laughs> the one thing I do want to mention, though, just to give this a little bit of credibility, um, this uh, pottery shop and this museum are actually entered into the Guinness Book of World Records um, in 1998, actually. So, you know, I, I, I imagine if you, before this guy existed, if you had a hundred locks of hair hanging somewhere, you would have been entered into the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> It's because it's the weirdest fucking thing I've ever heard. I know. So um, it's good luck. It, it is good luck beating it. Yes, good luck yeah, beating it. No one's going to do that. <laughs> yeah, no one is going to do that. Um, now I was thinking, like practically speaking, you have five million DNA records of women, oh, and yeah. would be super interesting. Like, I mean, hey, want to clone somebody? You know, let's, let's go ahead and uh, you know. I was watching the Creator recently, um, and it was like, you know, they they do like sample DNA. You can like give your like donate your likeness to AI. Well, right here, you could, yeah. uh, you know, donate to the you know, five, five million DNA samples. Yeah. Well, there was this artist in New York and this was so fascinating. And she did this very shamefully to, you know, shame people. She went along the streets in New York city and she picked up cigarette butts and she took them back to her lab and she pulled out DNA and she actually regrew what their faces would be like. And so it was literally in this museum. They had a picture of the face that she'd grown and the cigarette butt she'd picked up off the ground to kind of say, Hey, Shame on you. <laughs> but I mean, what an amazing experience or experiment. Yeah. Sorry. It's, yeah. Super. Yeah. Super interesting. Um, I will never visit that pottery shop, but that seems 
Um, that's, that's yeah, super interesting. So thanks for sharing that. You should have seen my face the first time Christine was telling me about it. It was just shock. Just like yeah, I was, well, I couldn't even think. Just Turkey, that. Turkey in general has got some weird stuff going on. So, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, I got an email, which I think many of you probably did today um, from Amusement Expo International. And the subject line read, Taylor Swift impacts AEI, Amusement Expo International. So Taylor Swift is impacting. I'm like, oh, shit, I got to open this email and I got to find out what's going on. Like, did AEI get pushed back? Did they something happen because they were usually in Vegas? Did like Taylor Swift buy out all the hotels to have a big thing at the Sphere? Like, curious what this was. So I click on the email and I'm looking through, I'm looking at all the headlines and it's like all your standard stuff learning about, okay, you know, register for your room and like book your, book your, you know, whatever ahead of time. And I'm like, I don't see anything about Taylor Swift until I read the first two sentences and I'll read them verbatim. No doubt about it. Taylor Swift holds star status when it comes to customer engagement. She's dominated the charts and taken hold of jukeboxes around the world. Although we most likely won't see her in person at Amusement Expo International, you think? You can bet that we'll be hearing her tune in, uh, we'll be hearing her tunes and exhibits displaying the latest in jukebox technologies on the trade show floor. So apparently, <laughs> Taylor Swift has no impact at all on the AEI. You just might hear her music playing in jukeboxes while walking the show floor. So well, anyway. Which would be happening, prob the probability of that is about 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah right? no matter what. So, so anyway, my point of bringing this up is, when you're doing your marketing materials, be very careful to do what we call this in the marketing world, clickbait. And that was as clickbaity as you could possibly get to get people to click and open and drive their open rates up, probably so they can sell greater ad dollars and say, hey, look at what our latest you know emails just got in open rates. Well, yeah, because they use clickbait subject line. But you know what that does? It's, it pisses off readers. And so what you don't want to do in your marketing material is use clickbait um, in your advertising, use clickbait. That's just my little public service announcement for today. So <laughs> AEI, figure out your subject lines. I don't need that to open up your emails. I'm going to open them anyway. Okay, so a couple of thoughts on this. Number one, we need to have a new slide that says rant, warning, rant, warning, <laughs> rant, warning. When you, we start this with you again. Yes, we do, we um, do, yeah. Next thing is I've got my T my Taylor Swift hoodie on just for this occasion, which oh, means perfect. now that we said Taylor Swift a million times, our AI bot is going to generate that in our verbiage for our podcast today. I'll make sure to take it out of the headline or we'll do that just so that we're not clickbaiting people either. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and really, Brandon, honestly, I think you should just shake it off. But oh, very well done. Very well done. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, All right. All right. So okay. what, what else we got? We got now we're going from yeah. T Swizzle here up into I space, know. right? I totally we're going to space now. Okay, this is crazy, you guys. I saw this little article, and at first I wasn't even sure if this was true or not, for God's sakes. But apparently, um this company um is planning on building the world's first space hotel, and it is set to open in 2027. Mm, I don't know. That seems a little far-fetched to me. I mean, we're 2023. We don't have that long to go. Um, but here, this is, this is what they've said about it. The hotel will float above the Earth's atmosphere and we'll have five docking stations. Okay, cool. Does that mean five of us can land at one time and take off? <laughs> Very interesting. Um, it will have room for 28 occupants. It will offer a combination of different gravity settings. So that's kind of cool. So you could be floating around or actually, you know, be laying in bed. Um, this station will be designed for comfort, safety, reliability, and will feature a central docking hub for ship transport to and from Earth, which is like super cool and neat. Um, and apparently the Hilton has actually been rumored to help with the design of the interior of the hotels. And it's set to be a luxurious experience. Apparently there's going to be a gym in there. I can only imagine entertainment of some sort, right? Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So. A little, little zero G 
little zero G, uh, you know, bedtime. Yeah. Is that mm-hmm. what you, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Right. Now you can go to gatewayspaceport.com to learn more about it and kind of do the research on yourself. But I mean, we, we were able to kind of check that this is a real bonafide thing that's happening. Uh, NASA had it listed on their website under some articles, and I'm sure they wouldn't be posting stuff about that if this didn't exist to some degree. So yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, now, I, I also, in, in doing some quick background checking, um, there's been other started and failed projects along this line. So it is currently an active project. Um, whether the 2027 deadline gets hit or not, uh, just given the fact that I pay attention to this stuff pretty closely, and I haven't heard really any movement in like, you have to be a shipping stuff up there now and beginning to assemble things even at an early level. Um, but they did, um, th- you know, there, there is some, like, so Bigelow Aerospace, founded by Robert Bigelow, who was the founder and still owner of Budget Hotels, the whole Budget Hotel chain. Um, he started a, a program just a year ago, recently shuttered his attempt at generating, you know, building a, yeah. um, a hotel up there in space. And so I think, like, no question, this will happen. It may not happen from Orbital Assembly, who's the company behind this. It may not happen by 2027, but there will be hotels in space. There'll be hotels on the moon. And fast forward far enough out, there will be hotels on other planets and other planet moons. And so um, just like we, we talked about whether or not to share this on, um, you know, on, mm-hmm. on the show today. And I, uh, and, and, you know, we basically came down to it like, look, this is, okay, what are the current trends happening today? We should be looking at trends happening five years, 10 years, even 20 years out from now, because look, where there's a hotel where people are staying, they're going to want entertainment. And we're in the entertainment and attractions industry. And we should be thinking about, we talk about location-based experiences, that is a location that just happens to be up in space. And so we should be thinking about, okay, what type of attractions would exist in an orbital uh, hotel or on the moon? And what cool, interesting things can you do? And what sort of development do we need to start thinking about and working on now to be at the forefront of that industry when the time comes? So anyway, that's why we thought we'd still share it anyway. And so you think like, yeah, if you're wondering why we're talking about space. (laughs) Uh, Super cool stuff. It's always good to get out of your own brain for a while and just think of the extraordinary, right? Yep, yep, exactly, exactly. So um, you also... Um, you also were, you came across this thing called Sissy Fox. So yeah, uh, sure. So yeah, let me pull this up here. Let's pull some pictures up on um, stage here. Now, these guys are actually going to be exhibiting at Expo. So, oops. Uh, these guys are going to be exhibiting at Expo this year. Um, and so it's from a company called Sissy Fox, which I, I have no idea where they get their name from. It is co- extremely odd, <laughs> um, but there's got to be some meaning behind it. They developed two games. One's called Foxball and one's called Jumplings. Now, Foxball, um, you can see the picture here on the left. Um, it's kind of like a big, it looks like a big uh, exercise ball that you roll um, and it kind of rolls through a video arcade game. Jumplings is just developed and it's like pads that you jump on and you kind of jump through the video game. I couldn't find a ton of information on that, but if I go through the next slides here, you can kind of see this was a picture from Expo in Europe um, where you can see the jump pods and the ball to the right there. Um, and then here is a further slide with the ball rolling and kind of the video game in front. Um, now, um, it, I think this is such a fun, cool product. There's so many applications of it and uh, so many neat things. Like you could put this in a doctor's office, a dentist office, foyers, waiting areas, not just your FEC. Um, maybe you could even do contests with this, right? Now, this game, and let me see if I can share it fast enough. Um, it actually, um, let me share my screen here. 
Yeah, while you're pulling up the screen, I think it's it's super interesting because the 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 footprint is so small for this game, and the gameplay and the interactivity is so unique. It's a it's a good show. It could be a really cool showcase piece too for your floor. For sure, it could. So here here's a here's the little video of the game. So it's actually a video game you play, and you maneuver this ball, and you're trying to collect different things as you're kind of running through this track this looks like a mountain track but there's boosters different things that you can collect to get like hyper speed um uh yeah exactly you can see it flying off the mountains it's got quests yeah, and just, different challenges through it yeah i just collected like ghost abilities and you know that mm. kind of like just to be able to clear different areas so yeah. um yeah very very cool but- but so the other piece that we, you know, highlighting here is that you, you're actually active while you're doing this. So you're not sitting there just with your thumbs playing a game. You're actually moving things around, burning some energy, which is something that we're all just trying to strive to do, you know, get off our bums and not be sitting anymore. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And we couldn't find any videos of the jumplings, but uh, hoping that they'll have them available for trial at IAPA Expo. Uh, so we'll yep. all be able to get a chance to try Sissy Fox's two different products because I definitely am looking forward to checking those out. Yep. Uh, all right. All you LBXers, that wraps up today's daily show. And uh, I guess CB and BW yeah. signing off. Stay Cheers, tuned. everyone. Keep kicking ass.